got ups and downs Because the world's intense How could you find out what to pair with your life events? A cocktail will never fail to provide a lift Just raise a glass with your friends and let's drink about it Welcome to Let's Drink About It, a podcast where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail to go with it. I'm your host, Ben Harrison. I'm your host, Lizzie Bartelt. And our lovely and talented guest this week is Adam Pranica. Hello! Back with a vengeance. Hey! Um, really, Chris, really back this time. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Chris is uh, is slammed uh, with work this week. We are yes, recording this in the run-up to Max FunCon East, and Chris is going to be down Shout here out. for it. And he's awesome. going to be down here so briefly that we won't be able to record an episode. Yep. And he's so slammed on either side that he uh, had to bow out for this one. He made but, the uh, right tough choice, because if I had to trade being on this show for going to Max Funcon East, I'd probably do the same thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, are you trying to tell us You're something here? you just or? duck out now? <laughs> Is a ticket to East on the table? Uh, sorry, no, Not we can't I help can you with that. I can see on this yeah, table. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. That's just why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Life events. All right, Adam, you want to lay it on us? Sure, I can do that. Uh, my life event is that just today <gasps> I, I passed a very important test uh, with the Federal Aviation Administration. Ooh. Wow. Intriguing. Here go the recipes. Okay, so... I got, uh, I was going to be really lazy and do something very obvious. And, uh, and I, uh, I was talking to Adam about, uh, the challenge of coming up with a drink for this, uh, about 10 minutes before we were started recording and, uh, felt a little shamed by him saying that the aviation was too obvious of a, of a drink for this. Oh, I didn't mean that. Uh, well, it wasn't the drink I was going to do, but... I my, just mean it wasn't good enough for me, Ben. Yeah, my drink was a lateral move in the obviousness department. So uh, I, uh, I I went back to square one, and uh, I'm pulling a, a classic tiki drink out the box. You? I'm going to be doing a... F- a tiki drink? Yeah. No, I, I'm serious. <laughs> if you're up for the challenge. <laughs> I'm going to be drinking a fog cutter. Uh, this is two ounces of dark rum, an ounce of pisco, half an ounce of gin, half an ounce of amontillado sherry, half an ounce of orgeat, take a shot, uh, <laughs> half an ounce of lemon juice, and half an uh, excuse me, one and a half ounces of lemon juice, and one and a half ounces of orange juice. So uh, this one is shake everything but the sherry with crushed ice, and then pour everything, including the ice, into your tiki mug. Float the sherry on top and garnish with a mint sprig. Hey, Ben. What's that, Adam? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so cute. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the pronunciation of Pisco, uh, Pisco? Makes, me, makes me think that there may be two camps. Oh, uh, well, like, you is can it just a Uranus, Uranus pronunciation comparison mm. there? Like, I've only heard Pisco. I've yeah. never heard it Pisco. I've only heard Pisco. Pisco? Yeah. Well, I'm sure oh, that they say the East Pisco Coast, in, uh, West Coast. Yeah, I'm sure they say Pisco uh, in. Um, your Tupac Shakur say uh, say Pisco, and your yeah, but here uh, and your notorious says, B.I.G. says uh, Pesco, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is, I'm blanking on the uh, South American country to which Pisco, Pisco is endemic, but I'm sure that in I, a yeah, Spanish accent you would pronounce it 
Pisco. Pisco. Um, I'm just hoping for some of that uh, Pisco in the Middle East go, you guys. <laughs> um, Same. Well, you know I what? Mean, that that joke is look, in honor of Chris. Yeah. <laughs> there's nobody that would appreciate that more than him. That, that one goes out to you, buddy. Special uh, request going out to Chris. Long distance dedication. Yeah. Um, Lizzie, do you have a, a beverage? I do. It's called El Presidente. Oh. And it is uh, from Bar Agricole in San Francisco. Wow. And it is two ounces of white rum, half an ounce of Blanc Vermouth, one teaspoon of Curacao, one teaspoon of Grenadine, and two dashes of orange bitters. Okay. Shake with ice, strain, drink. So uh, we're, we're amidst a, a really baffling grenadine shortage here in the neighborhood. Yes, <laughs> baffling. And I have some grenadine on hand that I made maybe two years ago, and it is like not the color that you yeah, want grenadine to be. it's stanky, but not in the way you want. Yeah, so, so uh, it's one of those things where it's just, there's a lot of it left, and it just sits in my fridge, and I'm like, <laughs> so like what if I poured it out? It's like it. admitting defeat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think what more we're going to do... things in your fridge makes it more efficient, too. Yeah. Right? So you do so that thing where you pour vodka in it so it lasts longer? Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's, here's, here's what I'm going to propose. Uh, I have some simple syrup, which, you know, gre- uh, grenadine is essentially... That's like uh, clear pom- grenadine. It's pomegranate syrup. Yeah. So uh, what I'm going to propose is that we mix one-to-one rich simple syrup with this pomegranate juice that you brought Word. and add a little bit of orange blossom water uh just like a, a teeny tiny bit uh, into it into that and that'll be our our uh our grenadine D- like g-r-a-u-x nadine jerry-rigged grenadine yeah we did it yeah i walked into probably four stores i walked into at least two stores twice yeah it's a, and this is what we ended up with. It's crazy. So we're good. How yeah. is that possible? You're in New York City. The New city, York City. The city of broad shoulders. The, <laughs> the windy city of city. Grenadine. Yeah. The, the the city that should have grenadine at every bodega. The city of lights. Yeah, I was I was <laughs> kind of surprised we didn't find it. There were two brands of lime juice, lime cordial juice, but no, no grenadine. So no the one in the gateway to wants the Orient. To drink. The Drink city Shirley of temples. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so wait, is this a shaken and served up drink? Did you did you give us the process? Did I miss that? Stir ingredients with oh, ice stir. to chill, strain into a chilled glass. Wow. Okay. Garnish. That's uh that's fancy schmancy. Um, I like it. Uh, something strong to take the edge mm. off my teeth. Oh, yeah. You just got your... I just had my wisdom teeth pulled. Dang. Well, Get it? El Presidente? You, want, you might want to uh, bank that as a life event. but uh, <laughs> uh, Adam, what's, uh, what are you going to be drinking today? I am drinking The Sensation. Ooh. The Sensation is made with eight mint leaves, a half an ounce of maraschino liqueur, one and a half ounces of gin, and two-thirds of an ounce of fresh lime juice. In a mixing glass, you want to muddle the mint with a few ice cubes and the maraschino liqueur until the mint is broken into very small pieces. 
You want to add more ice and the gin and the juice and shake until cold. Strain it into a sugar-rimmed cocktail glass. Ooh. <laughs> and wow. that's what I'm drinking. That, that sounds, sounds really sensational. fancy. <laughs> right? Uh, we were talking last show about how it's important to not turn away a drink that is very frou-frou. Yeah. So I'm glad that you have picked one Lean specifically. Lean into the well, uh, my life event is all <laughs> about getting out of my comfort zone. So uh, I decided to go for a drink that, that I wouldn't ordinarily choose. Love it. Let's go make them. Okay. Make those drinks. Cheers. 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 Fin to glass contact. We're going to need a bigger podcast. This, uh, <laughs> my tiki mug looks like a shark. <laughs> this mug... Is quite something to behold. I can't wait for you to see it. It is my prized possession, and it's a... Uh, he sleeps with it at night, like a new Barbie doll. It's very obvious that it's cheaply made, because it's already got, like, cracks in the uh, glaze. I don't think that's yeah. intentional, but... Uh, <laughs> this shark is cracked. There's a tiki bar in the uh, on uh, 14th Street in New York. Not a, not a terrific bar... It's kind of a dive bar for kind being of a, a dive tiki bar. Yeah, uh, and they don't use great uh, fruit juice quality, <laughs> from what I can tell. Like it's a lot of uh, cans. Their grenadine looks a little off too. Yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, <laughs> a lot like of brown grenadine here. going around uh, over there. Uh, but um, they will they'll let you take home your tiki mug if you pay like an extra four dollars yeah, on it's your drink or something. A real deal, which is like. You know, like that's what you would pay on the internet, but how many times are you going to go on the internet and order one of these things? So, fun yeah. times. It looks real good. Yeah. They also have a drink that has a uh, glow stick in it. <laughs> I definitely would order it just for the glow stick. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get to keep I think the glow that's stick, or is on. it like the bars with those Moscow Mule mugs that want a want a ten dollar deposit so they get it back? <laughs> right. Yeah, deposit yeah. on the glow stick. Mm-hmm. Uh. They're going to rinse it off and give it to the next guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think they take a deposit, but that one was like $23 or something. It was like, dang, margins on glow sticks are high. You, you could buy a lot of the... MDMA for that. You sure could. <laughs> and that would be the kind of place you'd probably want to be on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, Adam, rap, rap with us. Tell us about this uh, <clears throat> federal aviation experience pushing your boundaries well uh ben you know you have known for a while uh as a fellow video and filmmaker uh like the the whole drone videography thing has been kind of a wild west situation people people are flying these four spinning blades with a camera (laughs) on the bottom more or less unregulated these fog cutting blades yeah. And uh, uh, in order to do it legally, to do it for business, to do it in the way that you and I would prefer, which is yes. on the up and up, uh, you really want you want a little bit of regulation, right? For a lot of reasons. Like, yeah. you want to be able to say that you know how to do what you are advertising yourself to do. Right. And, and with that comes along, you know, a bunch of... of uh, of safety of safeguards that a client would know you to uphold to like it's a it's a mutually beneficial thing when there's 
a little bit of regulation involved in this case. So I, having had an experience with one of those drones where it decided that it didn't want to be alive anymore while it was about e. 100 feet above a busy intersection in yeah. Tacoma, Washington, yeah. and it just fell out of the sky. And if, if you know, somebody had been crossing the street or a car had been under it, it would have either very seriously injured somebody or done a lot of property damage. And, yeah. uh, and I think it is definitely something that we as a society should be uh, regulating carefully. Uncharted ter- territory. <laughs> sure. And I think it's pretty common sense to, to think that. So, I mean, that's just one man's position on that. Uh, so the deal is yesterday was the first day that someone could take a test with the FAA in order to operate these camera drones uh, legally for yeah. profit. Like as a as a video business person, you need to take and pass this test in order to be in compliance with these rules. So it is a 60-question multiple-choice t- test. Uh, there are study guides upon study guides out there. I studied for a week for this test. Did you make flashcards? I did not make flashcards. And that is really, I probably should have. Like, because here's the problem. Like, here's why, here's why I chose the sensation. Like, uh-huh. I have not studied for a test since college. So it's been more than 10 years Wow. since I've had to do it. And it felt like my brain had just not it, it it had not worked out in this way in forever and so it didn't want to learn new things at all i yeah. was i was reading these materials and the and it nothing was sticking i didn't feel like i was getting anything out of it it was very like you know no acronyms or it's like looking know, at maps to remember it there were a few mnemonics and those helped <laughs> but for the most part like it's like looking at an aviation map and figuring out what the rules are in certain airspace wow. and and a lot of the questions are really never going to come up for the the drone pilot in command because ideally you're never going to fly over 400 feet ever and everything that's super complicated is above that so hmm. it seemed to be a more difficult test than was necessary but if it was for no other reason than just sort of weed out the idiots and, yeah. the, and the cowboys then I feel like it was totally worth it. But uh, long story short, I took the test this morning and I passed. Yeah. Woo! What was your math score and your verbal score? Uh, my math score was four and my, <laughs> and my English score was 700. Nice. Wow. Oh, great. Yeah. Success. Yeah. So uh, first test in a long time. Passed my question the first is, test. how Feels do you good. know what the number four is if your math score was four? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How well, can we trust that? I think the <laughs> answer is in the question. <laughs> uh, that's great, man. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. that's wonderful. Thanks. What, what's the next step? What do you do with it now? Well, uh, I need to register with the FAA, tell them that I passed this test, and then I can begin uh, charging for my aerial services in the next few weeks. That's cool. Great. And uh, uh, one of my biggest clients is a, is a client that builder. will be very interested in this skill. So Yeah. Cool. Pretty excited that, about that. That's terrific. Well, how does your drink pair with, with this situation? It is really good. Um, I believe it was called a foo-foo drink earlier. 
<laughs> yes, that was my word. <laughs> How's the sugar rim? It's great. And the reason it's great is because it counterbalances that maraschino liqueur really well. Mm. Maraschino mm. liqueur is a liqueur that my lovely wife has described as having too much taste. Like it just it just overpowers <laughs> yeah. all the cocktails that it's in. Yeah. But the sugar rim knocks it down and what it doesn't knock down, the mint knocks down the rest of. So yeah. it great. is super smooth and great. You know, One um, to make. I've been reading up on uh, a lot of cocktail techniques because I've been I'm writing a big article on cocktail stuff for my uh, for my job at MadeMan.com, and uh, one of the things that I felt like I didn't know enough about was muddling, mm-hmm. and so I I like. I, Perhaps like whether unethical. to muddle uh, American or European style? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, palms uh, in or palms out? Right, and, um, you know, like whether to use like a water-soluble uh, <laughs> or... Uh, no, uh, but um, I, I went uh, to a local bookstore and very unethically just stood there and read anything about muddling in any cocktail book that they had. Yeah. <laughs> and uh it's effective. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I So like another that's... shopper saw you with an open book and like you looking from the book to your hand and your hand doing like a jerk motion. <laughs> <laughs> TMZ got it. Yeah. yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um but uh so so most of the time uh from what I gather, muddling you are not supposed to pulverize the mm. mint. Merely bruise? Yeah, it's really like a gentle interaction that your muddler is supposed to have with the mint. But there are several circumstances uh, that I've encountered in recipes where they say, like, obliterate. Like, make it into teeny tiny... Well, you have a giant, like, obliterating muddler, too. That thing's a weapon. Uh, Yeah, and I mean, like, it's very easy to feel like you should just go to town on something with that thing. Because it's like a big, heavy piece of, I don't know. Equipment. Resin or something. Yeah. You're talking and about the Keith David muddler you've got over there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not for mixed company. Right, yeah. Um, but this drink asked me to muddle with the ice so that it brews the mint. But then it had me put it in the shaker. And I'm thinking, if I didn't destroy the mint with the muddle, the shaking is definitely going to do it, right? Yeah. Well, sometimes you need a double bruise. Right. You know, a gentle one first and then a vigorous one. Oh, yeah. You can't just start with the vigorous. (laughs) Yeah. You leave it nowhere else to go. You're going to work up to it. Yeah. Um, We shot a video with the guy that makes wild turkey bourbon. Okay. Um, Don Turkey. He's he's a a very old man. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, just like a... Randall Turkey? Just like a like an old Kentucky dude, an old raw, good old boy, dude, yeah, and, Kurt uh, Turkey, and he he told this whole thing about how to make the perfect mint julep, where like like go out your backyard, get you some some mint, eight twelve leaves of mint, muddle that up good in your silver cup, you know, like like goes through this whole thing, <laughs> and then at the end, you know, he's like you pour in crushed ice, now go to the back door, toss that out. <laughs> pour in the bourbon and drink the bourbon. <laughs> of course he did. And, uh, yeah, uh, fun fun times. Um, and then you must uh, make that joke every day. 
I think it I must think, kill every time. Oh yes. yeah, he's. It's like it's like it's got the uh, the well worn leather patina of a dad joke yeah. that has been told a thousand right. billion times. Well rehearsed. It's a baseball yeah. glove of dad jokery. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then we found out that um, Matthew McConaughey is becoming the creative director of Wild Turkey. What? And so, like, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, and so like, there's this commercial now where Matthew McConaughey is like standing uh. on a river in Kentucky, and he's like, I'm, I'm taking a I'm taking a road trip across the country stopping here in Kentucky this is this is the river that feeds a wild turkey distillery Ugh. there's a family that's been brewed <laughs> and you're just oh like, god Argh. I'm cringing like, so hard like Matthew McConaughey is so great like yeah, pointed I kind of at the love right it, thing. but I can't right. watch that. It, it's like it's like the same thing with Mark Wahlberg. Like in the right yes. context, there's nothing better than Mark Wahlberg. Yes. In the wrong context, it just makes you want to jump off of yeah. a roof. <laughs> in the context of a burger. Yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> Um, McConaughey looks like the type, at least in his commercial work, that you just set up a camera and you don't direct him at all. Like you just hit no, record he probably just and then made go that up about the family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's um, writes itself. I think that uh, Matthew McConaughey's uh, just got a like. I think what it is is that he just has a surfeit of self confidence that comes from a life of having been impossibly handsome and. Uh, Gushing Charming. with charisma, yeah. charisma, and uh, super rich because he never dripping stops with making charisma. Yeah. Super, <laughs> super ripped. Yeah, and dripping with yeah, yeah. <laughs> with what Adam whatever said. that is. Yeah. As, uh, as Donald Trump would put it. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's my that's my wild turkey story. Um, nice. How's your drink, Lizzie? Uh, pretty good. It's very strong. Yeah. It's a very pretty pink color, which I think it would have been more electric, woogie, right. woogie, woogie. If we'd, if we'd um, gone with a store-bought yeah. grenadine. Yeah, but uh, I quite like the color, and uh, it's it's nice. It's got a good little zing to it. Yeah. Um, the Yeah, the pomegranate juice was redder than I was expecting, though. It's like, it's a pretty, like... It's deep. It's a deep red. Deep blood. But it's, but it's red, red, you know? Yeah. It's not... It's not like brownish red like most natural products <laughs> right, are. Right, <laughs> Fake red. There's uh, probably some red dye in it, but... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, we'll have to well, check. maybe not. It's, just, it's palm wonderful. I feel yeah, like... Yeah, uh, they probably don't put that stuff in there. Yeah, that'd probably be bad for their brand image yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it, it hits the spot. Yeah. Um, well, uh, we have a couple of phone calls. Should we, uh, cool. should we jump into that? Sure. Okay. Request. Uh, so uh, our first call uh, sounds like some kind of imposter, um, but uh, I'll let you guys be the judge. Cool. Hi, this is Emily Bartel from Columbus, Ohio. Hey. I have a life event that I desperately need a drink for. I was recently diagnosed as diabetic, and now I'm on the hunt oh. for a drink that's low in sugar. If Ooh. you could help me out, that would be fabulous. Thanks, guys. And sister. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Emily. Emily's going to be so pissed that Chris wasn't here for that. Yeah. Uh, boy, that's uh, that's no fun. Yeah, it's no fun at all. diagnosed with uh, diabetes. Yeah. But I guess you do get to Wilford Brimley it up. Yeah, she, I think, is eating a lot of oatmeal and, uh, you know, sticking herself with that tester. Yeah. Uh, 
runs in the family. I have an old friend who um, does his insulin injection with like an old school needle right through his t-shirt into yeah. his belly, <laughs> yes. like at the dinner table. <laughs> like he's all about just diffusing all of the uh, stigma around yeah, having, I love that. having an illness like that. It's not really, I mean, it's like a chronic you know, it's a manageable yeah, thing. But I think totally. the one place to destigmatize anything is at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's ideal. Just lay it out there on the table, literally. Yeah. Um, Put a little bit of that gravy in the syringe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, uh, you going to finish that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Always more gravy. Uh, so I... Did you find one? I will willingly admit that uh, I've brought a little bit of ignorance to the table on this because I don't, uh, I've, I, it's been a while since I've made pickles, so I don't really know what's in the brine, but. Um, oh, I do. I thought a dirty martini with yeah. some pickle brine might be a good savory, non-sweetened cocktail. I think depending on the pickle brine. Yeah, like a, a sure bread and no butter pickle. Yeah, you not don't a bread and butter, do. but like a real dill is just so, going to be vinegar. And yeah, like herbs. a spicy pickle or something yeah. like that. A dilly bean brine. Ooh, yeah. Um, and like uh, I don't know. I've been going. I've been going to the farmers market and getting pickles lately, and I feel like they have like There's so many good pickles great at things. that farmers market. Yeah, yeah. Um, so th- that was that was my idea. So. Um, and, and I think that this is a this is a, a a thing to drink where you're gonna just focus focus on what kind of pickle brine you've got. So you don't really need to worry about the spirit. Uh, you don't you don't want your gin your juniper flavor fighting with your pickle right. brine. So I think this is two ounce of vodka, one ounce of fancy pickle juice, shake with ice until well chilled, and strain into a chilled cocktail glass, and then. Garnish with one of them pickles. With a hot dog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That sounds great. Yeah. I love a pickle martini. Yeah. I think that, uh, I I think that your average cocktail snob will turn their nose up at a, at a dirty martini, but, uh, I think it's a perfectly tasty drink and uh, you should, you should not feel ashamed to, uh, indulge your, your taste and uh really play up the garnish especially especially if you've got a, a medical consideration like yeah, that yeah absolutely you can destigmatize so, it at the bar mm-hmm. <laughs> perfect uh so emily uh sorry to hear the the diagnosis news but uh you'll i i'm hoping that that will be a drink that you enjoy yeah. drinking <laughs> soothing pickle drink yeah i love it and love you too sister all right uh we have a second call Hello, Ben, Chris, and Lizzie. It's your old buddy, Ash Harris. Hey there. The life event I have coming up is that I will be hosting Thanksgiving for my first time. As such, I'll be playing hostess to something around 30 people. Whoa. <laughs> Fortunately, I love to entertain, but it's still pretty daunting, and I'm already starting to plot and plan for the big day. Wow. A drink to coincide with Thanksgiving prep and to take the edge off of the mild panic attack would be lovely. <laughs> Thanks. Well, if Ben hasn't picked something great for you, I think a pickle martini is probably a great way to go. Yeah. No no muss, no fuss with yeah. a pickle martini. Uh, yeah, so um, I was originally, like, like early in the call, I was thinking, like, oh, this has to be, like, a crowd pleaser because 30 people are not going to want yeah. something, something crazy. But right. But then... Negronis for thirty. It took a turn. Yeah, and, yeah, and you're you're thinking on my wavelength. <laughs> uh, this is uh, an autumn Negroni, so Ooh. it is an ounce of Campari, an ounce of sweet vermouth, and an ounce of applejack. 
Uh, so you'll stir the ingredients with ice until well chilled. Strain over a large ice cube in a rocks glass and express the oils of an orange peel over the drink. Rub the rim of the glass with the peel and garnish. That sounds great. Doesn't that I sound I think good? Ash is going to like that. Yeah. Uh, Can't wait to see a picture. Is this so, something you could do in a pitcher, you think? I feel this, like you this could. Many people? A yeah. bottle of each, right? Yeah. yeah. If 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 uh, if you've got thirty people that have really sophisticated palates and are down with some bitter flavors, right. <laughs> I feel like you could you, you could keep... batch prep this. Yeah. But if it's just for you, you you know you I feel only like the holidays are a great match for bitter flavors, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But it's it's one that you could even batch and like keep around for more than a day if sure. you needed to. So you could even barrel age make that a pitcher if you wanted to get real scientific. Take it throughout the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. You should be really careful with batch making cocktails. Uh, the one time I tried to do that, I batch made kamikazes. Eeks! <laughs> <laughs> and people were drinking them like cocktails. Yeah. By about eleven o'clock at night. People were vomiting in every available container in the house. Like I wonder why they call it kamikaze then. And garbage bags. It um, it was have, it was horrifying. So don't atten- do that. Having attended a party at your house, Adam, uh, how can you be sure it wasn't that weird meat dip that you make that wasn't making people do that? Well, uh, because What's no one was eating at this party. <laughs> What is in the weird meat dip? You didn't like weird meat dip? I loved it. I'm just saying, like, if you, if you over over <laughs> consume that, I could see it causing gastrointestinal issues. Oh, yeah. I really hope it's the hot chicken dip. Is it the hot chicken dip that you dip, uh, like, vegetables into? No, that sounds great, though. We should it's like trade... shredded chicken and hot, hot, uh, Let's Frank's Red Hot and cream recipes. cheese. That sounds amazing. No, this is, uh, <laughs> this is Velveeta. And uh, Rotel tomatoes and oh. a pound of the best brisket you can find. Yeah, your, classic local, Rotel, but your, better. Yeah, exactly. It's super good, people, and we only make it once a year. People didn't want Rotel? Rotel dip is the best dip. Ben, uh, it, ben turns his nose up. I, I'm, I'm a, uh, a dyed-in-the-wool snob, <laughs> and uh, while I enjoyed lots of that, why don't you want to barf with the group, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> I reserve the right to make fun of it. <laughs> well, Adam, uh, thank you for being our lovely and talented guest. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me on Twitter. At uh, Cut for Time is my Twitter handle. Can also find me on a podcast you may have heard of called The Greatest Generation. Oh, don't tell people about that. I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> it is a uh, Star Trek podcast by two guys who are a little bit embarrassed to have a Star Trek podcast. Uh, oh, you know what? I subscribed to that, but I immediately deleted it. Oh yeah, as well, you should. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the that's the thing to do. Lizzie actually wore a Star Trek T-shirt in to honor p- of your to guesthood the, today. Well, your pandering um, is working. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you can follow Lizzie on Twitter at Lizzie Bartelt. And you can follow me at Benjamin R. A-H-R. And you can follow our show at Drink About It. And at Let's Drink About It on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And on Facebook, right? And on Facebook. We've had some, some shout-outs from Facebook. Uh, Gene said, don't go on the tours uh, without a little bit of a grain of salt because the tour guides can, you know, kind of... Oh, like put out a, some fake facts. You're like distillery tour. 
Uh, no, the bus tours. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, bus right, tours right. of New York, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we heard from Connor, who had called in about a, a drink. Oh, yeah. Connor, yeah. Um, who had a terrible week, but boy, did the drink he made to go with it look really good. Dang. Yeah, so we're getting those Facebook uh, Facebook going. I need to get... Uh, I, I have just totally been sucked back into Facebook um, based on having a job that is mainly about making video for Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess I might as well just get get involved in the uh, let's drink about it Facebook uh, situation as well. Um, yeah, let's have some fun over there. Yeah. So um, We'll post that Matthew McConaughey video. Yeah, if I c- uh, I'll try and dig it up. Our friends at the... Um, at the uh, after these messages podcast, uh, I think are how I found about the uh, Matthew McConaughey ad. Uh, Andrew Walsh of that show has, has been a guest in the past, and um, I will be a guest on their show uh, sometime in the next week or two. I think. Cool. Uh, I just recorded it the other day. Um, yeah, that's uh, almost a sure thing then. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> chances seem good. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, they release on Wednesdays, but I don't know if uh, this Wednesday or the next Wednesday. Or, well, subscribe or to them, and then you'll yeah. f- you'll get it. There you go. Yeah. Um, do we need to cover anything else? Oh, you know what we do need to cover is Graham Walsh and Jamal Richardson, yes. who are responsible for our music, and Paul Watling, who is responsible for our art. Thanks all. Thanks everybody. And. Thank you, Adam, for being our lovely and talented guest. Thank you, Adam, and congratulations. Thanks for having me. And Christopher, we miss you. you, We're happy that you're out there hustling. I'm pouring out a little of this fog cutter on my uh, Persian rug for you, buddy. Yeah. I'm um, choking on my rum and coke over here for you. <laughs> I had a side rum and coke. Oh this yeah, whole a little sidecar. Yeah. yeah, I've wiped my sugar rim all over my face. Mm. Uh, <laughs> for you, gross. Chris. And with that, <laughs> for you. Uh, we will be back at you next time with more life events, more drinks to go perfectly with them. Later, potato. Happy days. Do you have a sign-off? Adam? Yeah, you need a sign-off. You gotta have a sign-off. And then we're all gonna do <laughs> that was, in unison. That was the sound of my finger. Don't guy. choke on your rum and coke. Okay, all right. Three, two, one. Don't choke on your rum and coke. I have not practiced the accent. Obviously. Wait, wait. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. But first... Oh. <laughs> wait, are you, sorry. Are you serious? Wait, or... No, I said... Uh, no, I, he was just I, being a pill. Yeah, I, I was just being a jerk <laughs> by saying, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs>